When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Terrace Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns and after a couple of weeks off, I'm back here with Chris Awelmo. How are you doing, Chris? Good morning, Craig. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Uh, busy busy week ahead, so just doing as much prep as I can. Uh, cramming and then uh, coming up to Scotland uh, Friday and Saturday this week and then obviously doing my bit for Top Sport on Sunday. So busy, busy. Can't complain. Yeah, no, me too, me too. Uh, and we, we were so busy that we couldn't even do any shows for the last couple of weeks, but we're back now. And in that time, so much has happened. We'll get to some of that later on. But first, we'll talk about one of your old clubs and their cup victory at the weekend. They beat Livingston 1-0 in the Betfred Cup final. Sean Rooney with the only goal of the game. You must have been delighted to see your old club lift another trophy. Yeah, I was. You know, it was, it's, a, it's a fantastic achievement by, again, a good group of players. I'm delighted for, for Callum Davidson, you know, a club that, that he loves. You know, where it all started for him, you know, it was crazy. 1994, you know, it's it's a, it's a long time, isn't it? So, uh, uh, no, I'm delighted. You know, I think uh, the game itself, it was, it was uh, an edgy one, wasn't it? It was just a, a tense affair. Uh, and like you say, that, that little bit of quality, you know, Sean Rooney as well, you know, fair play. You know, I think uh, it's testament that, you you know, when the chance comes, you have to take it. You know, I think uh, McNamara's went down back to Millwall. I think they brought in another player as well. James Brown. Millwall. Yeah, James yeah. Brown's his name. Uh, yeah. But again, you just have to make sure that when that chance comes, you make sure that you're you're on your front foot, you're, you're at a level that you can come in and, and make a positive impact to the group. You know, he's a big character. Yeah, he's a big character, very enthusiastic. You know, one of those infectious characters around the dressing room that I, you know that everyone will will buzz off and and, and love. And uh, even though he's not playing, he, uh, it's quite hard for a character like himself to not be like that. 
you know what I mean? So he's infectious to be around. So fair play to him that he's kept himself at a, a level. He scored what he scored in the quarterfinals, the semi-final, and the final. That's amazing. You know I mean, and that's from that's from that kind of wing back position as well, which is, you know what? It's 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 one of those. It's it's one of the hardest positions to play because if you look at it in modern football now, as a wing back, even as a full back, you are the position that probably sees most of the ball. You know that's that that's where you've got to do your job defensively, but offensively you've got to be right on the money, as in your the service, the delivery, and even if you can bring goals to that as well, which which he which he is by the way, uh, he's he's ticking all boxes. So uh, he's not he's not he's not doing himself any harm whatsoever. Big big summer coming. Is, has he done enough? You know, I think it's I think it's from now to the end of the season that's uh, it's going to warrant if uh, if Steve Clark uh, uh, includes him or not. But as he's he's on the right path at the minute. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think if he continues this between uh, this kind of form, he can't be ignored in the summer basically because that's a position where we could potentially upgrade on or upgrade our backup at least. I, I do think that um, there's a potentially a, a position there in the squad for him, uh, but. It could just be that this is a bit of a purple patch and he, he doesn't maintain this form and he's maybe not quite good enough. But I'd like to think that he is because uh, to add to what you've said about wingbacks there as well, they're just they're expected to get up and down uh, the side of the pitch all day and be really fit. And he just seems like yeah. he's got he's got that, he's got the drive and he's, he's even got a bit of quality as well and a set-piece threat. And I think that's something else that would get Steve Clark's attention, the fact that he's getting his head on a lot of set pieces and putting quite a lot of them in the back of the net as well. And about his interview, I'd never heard him interviewed uh, before, and it was brilliant because he was just it was just unfiltered. He it was everything from him uh, tearing up talking about his late mum to saying, "Well, if Callum Davidson had played me all season, maybe we wouldn't be in the yeah. bottom six and all this kind yeah. of stuff." I just yeah. thought it was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. You know, that's something that you've got to kind of commend them on. You know, so many times that uh, players have have got to kind of watch what they say because they're, they're scrutinised so much. So it's been, it's happened a couple of times. You know, like we we even make like we Ryan Christie after we we qualified. Yeah. You know, it's like that unfiltered uh, and. And we all relate to it because you know it's been a difficult it's been a difficult year and a half for for, for everyone. So uh, no, I, I'm delighted for him. Like you say, that I think the competition for places. You know what you got Liam Palmer, Stephen O'Donnell, who's who's in and I think done very well in that position. But again, he's more suited. I think he's more athletic. He's got a presence. He's got that little bit of quality. And like you say, that aggression from uh, from set pieces as well, and and actually scoring goals from, from, from set pieces it, it can only be a positive you see a purple patch but there's a lot of players that don't have those purple patches if he can maintain it if he can actually what a great time to come into form by the way exactly you know, <laughs> you know so again if he can maintain it and he'll know exactly what on it and obviously Callum Davidson is, sh- is shouting from the rooftops as well uh, that he's definitely uh, he's definitely got the quality to go in there and do a job for Steve Clark did you get much media, media training when you were uh, when you were playing, was that like a common thing to happen? No, to be fair, it wasn't. Uh, I have to say, I've, I've been I've been stitched up a few times. Uh, I remember you I telling would, me when you were asked a yes no question, and the guy took that as you actually saying the line or something. Was that, that right? Was it? Yeah, yeah, I remember. It was I have to put before I got into the Scotland squad. It was I have to put a, a Mick in front of my a Willemo, Mick Willemo, and I just kind of laughed. I never even said yeah or no, and basically it was quoted in the paper that I'd said it. So I was very weary at that point, and that's what I'm trying to say. It's like I went over to Denmark very 
early on uh, and it was one of those things you don't really get taught I think at the clubs now you've always got the media officer beside you they're recording everything as well so if there is any issue with a quote they've got it you've, they're backed up you'll know that by by when you do your interviews, Craig, there, there is always probably a media person from the club, a representative there, recording the interview as well. And that's that's because people do get a little bit naughty sometimes. So uh, I think uh, more and more you're seeing this kind of unfiltered and it's, and it's more relatable. We don't want the same bog standard answers, the, the football cliches, you know. We want that honesty because that's what we that's that's what we relate to. They're human beings at the end of the day. Uh and it was it was fantastic to see that raw emotion yeah. from uh, from Rooney. I just thought the whole celebration. I, I actually enjoyed the post match more than I did the match. It wasn't the greatest game. It was it was it was pretty interesting. Um well, you've got to, to feel extent. for Money Davidson, surely. You've got to that was, yeah. interview and how, how devastated he was. You know, he was injured the last time when I was at the club. Uh, so what's that like for a player, see- knowing that they're not going to be involved? Like, in the whole build-up uh, the week, so going back to, like, 2014, what, what's, it, what's that like for a player? Like, seeing everybody else getting ready and buzzing and, and knowing you're not going to be involved? Yeah, devis- it is devastating. Now, just being injured as a player, is devastating, devastating, Craig. Watching the guys come in, come into the physio room, go out to training, coming in, having that kind of the little buzz and the laugh around, and you're not really involved in it. That's difficult. But when there's big occasions like this, it's even worse. You know, it, it's quite interesting when you read Murray Davison's uh, interview when he said the last time in 2014 he got injured in in January, so he wasn't really. He never really felt part of it, but it, it, it was easier to take because the boys went on and they, they qualified. They, they went through round, round, round. And then obviously the final came around and it was just good to be around. It was fantastic at the club, a club that he loves. But he he was a he was was he not man of the match the game against Hibs I was going to say he, he, the reason? He, he had played a big part in them getting to the final this time. Yeah, yes. I'm sure he scored them one of the rounds as well, if I remember Ex- correctly. Exactly. And the thing was, with the injury that he took, it was touch or go. It was a six-week injury. Probably another week, he would have probably made some sort of appearance. Uh, so it's a hard one to take. That's a club that he loves. Uh, the the two big, the two big uh, cup finals where they both go on and win. Uh, and he he was at the club. He was a player at the club, and he's not actually he's not went there. And I think the boys got him included in going and getting on there and lifting the trophy and all that. Which yeah, was, that was nice which to was see. great. Which was great, you know. So so it was quite br- brutal honesty from him as well. And it kind of you can see that emotion how devastated he was. He, he said that he feels that he's let his family down, his his daughter, you know. And it's as it it's it really touches you, doesn't it? Because yeah, it does. I don't think we realise. Well, I don't think people that haven't played the game realise. That just being injured is is, is is hard enough but being injured when there's such great success mm-hmm. that the club is experiencing and you're a big part of that as well by the way it must it, it must be devastating for him so I, I I feel for him but delighted in the professionalism that he showed yeah the, the personal side of footballers is something that I've definitely come to appreciate more in recent years uh, when I was well, younger not just footballers Craig managers as well yeah Let's well everybody involved yeah of course yeah. human beings human beings exactly I think that does get lost a lot and it, I, it was definitely lost on me for a lot of my uh, football support in life it's something that I've definitely come to appreciate a lot more but yeah the the Murray Davidson one I mean Murray Davidson is this kind of player where if it wasn't for his injury history, he would have been long gone from St Johnston by now. So he's one of these ones who kind of, one of the reasons he's still at St Johnston is because he is he, yeah. because he's like, he's, he's 
prone to injury and, and, and that's kind of hindered him a bit because the guy's got so much talent and he he was like bought for like 50 grand I'm sure it was, it was from Livingston wasn't it but yeah. him and Dave Mackay yeah. at the same time for like 50 grand or something like that and just what a bargain it just really sums up how well St Johnston's been run over the years I guess yeah no definitely you know I think he is a fantastic player you know I think he's got some great talent and you're right you know if it wasn't for that that the injury injuries he's had he, he wouldn't be he'd, he'd be way way gone you know, I think the, the the thing about it as well, when you have these injuries and you come back and you strengthen things, then you you, you change your your body mechanics and you come back and it just it creates creates other issues. So you know, hopefully he comes back and he keeps himself fit and just plays plays as uh, as much as he can because he's he is massive for the football club and he's he's been well looked after at the football club as well. But he's been a great servant. Yeah. Hopefully they get to another cup final for him. I mean, I don't know how many, yeah. I don't know how long he's got left, but hopefully they get to one more cup final for him. Um, one, one more person I want to talk on before uh, touch on before we move on, and that's Callum Davidson. I think um, this guy has a huge future in the game as a coach, doesn't he? I mean, he's he's already well regarded down south. He's already um, been taken on by the likes of Gary Rowett at some decent sized clubs in England, and now he's. He's come up here, he's picked a job that really, really fits him. He knows the club inside out and he's won a trophy on his debut season. It just looks like this guy's really going to go somewhere in the game, doesn't it? He is the real deal, I have to say. You know, as a person, you know, I think man management, they say is 80% of uh, of coaching and, 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 and being a manager. You know, I think he knows the club. He knows he can handle the politics upstairs. When I was at the club, obviously Tommy Wright had his heart heart issues so Callum Davidson came in and took over uh, for a period of what five, six, seven games uh, so again he knows it but again he's, he's been down in, in England uh, Gary Rowett had him what, at Derby uh, Stoke City Millwall so you know I like Callum I've got a lot of time for him I think as a coach I thought he was outstanding I thought the sessions that he put on really looked at the 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 the, the, the individuals but as a collective as well I think he improves players uh, he, he has a, a strong identity of what, what he wants his team to go out and do and I think but he's got a fantastic way of putting that to the players he's got a fantastic way of of including uh, certain certain uh, training exercises to improve that and implement that, that that kind of brand of football that he wants to play you know and as well as that he, you can just listen to him all day he loves football he loves football but he can also talk to you about the the, the private side of life you know and and and, and be he's, I know from a fact as a manager as a person that his door's always open that the players can go to him and talk to him about anything and he'll come down he'll have the respect of all players but he can come down hard he's got that side to him as well that if someone's taking the, the mickey that he, he'll, he, he can be ruthless and you have to have that as a manager so I can't talk highly enough about Callum I think he's again he's done something in his debut season which what, what, it's what a, what a fantastic return you know Tommy Wright said when he walked away from the job that he's that Callum's inheriting a fantastic group of players he's come in he's implemented it he's tweaked a few things but they shouldn't be where they are in, in the Premier League you know they've dominated games they've, they've created chance after chance and what and he's been critical of is they've not finished those chances mm-hmm. you know that's what that's what it comes down to you know so uh, hopefully from this they'll kick on They'll have that that era of confidence of won the, the the cup and uh, and can they now put that kind of form into the league and just grind out results? You know they're already playing with a brand of football that we all like to watch, but 
it's about getting results, putting points on the board now. Yeah, I mean, they seem to be coming in a bit of form now. They certainly have in recent weeks, and um, I mean, they've done so. He's stuck to his guns at the start of the season, like you said. They were they were they were creating chances, but not really scoring. And he's kept the same shape. He's persisted largely with the same shape. He's obviously tweaked it here and there. I mean, every manager does, but he's not. The point I'm trying to make is he's not. He's not just all ripped it up and started again. He's not like panicked and done anything like that, like some managers can do. He's stuck to it. He's believed in the players that he's got, and and yeah, he's getting results now. And he's won a cup in his debut season, which which is absolutely fantastic. We'll move on now to the second thing we're going to talk about, and that is your team, Chris Celtic. A lot's happened since we uh, since we last spoke, yeah. and uh, the main thing, I suppose, is Neil Lennon has resigned. Do you think? Uh, the time had come do you think that was the right decision for him to go in the end yeah you know this is a difficult one for me because i've got a lot of respect for neil you know i've 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 i've, I've read a lot about what he's saying and i understand where he's coming from uh about the now the bloodlust and people wanting him out of his job now we understand that this season was going to bring more pressure than than any season's previous because the 10 in a row was 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 a chance uh rangers were were definitely right on par with how competitive it was going to be you know uh so it's a result business and he understands that and he understands that there's going to be criticism for the performances and the results but then when it goes a little bit further than that and he says that the the media has had an agenda and I think the media has always had an agenda in fairness with when it comes to Celtic and Rangers now but he's got to be prepared and he's got to know that he's going to get asked those difficult questions being in that in that hot seat you know I think he's 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 batted it away and he's done very well but then when the pressure has got too much you could see you could see the cracks you know you really could and I think for his own as a human being as what he's done you know I think I think you can't really argue with with how how great he's been for Celtic as a as a player and and as a manager you know but if he feels that he's taken the club as far as he can and there's going to be a massive change. I think there's going to, there's got to be there's got to be a complete overhaul of players. You know, uh, there's some great quality there, uh, and the players have got to take responsibility as well. And it's something that I've said for a long time, Craig, that they've fallen short. They've they've been asked a question and they've not had the answers too many times this year. There's been too many individual errors. You know, the manager gets the manager takes the brunt of that, but the players have to step up and they have done an occasion and said, you know what this is us this comes down to us I'd like it a little bit more so but there's been a lot of negativity for the fact that it has been so much pressure you know the fans how they've reacted to players cars the buses and all that was you know it was a disgrace it was an absolute disgrace and that's that's the negativity that that, that dark cloud that's hung over the club so uh, yeah it's difficult because you know you're, you're still thinking you know what this, this the, the way that the form is going that that defeat against Ross County just epitomised what the season was all about and and it, it was it was devastating for me you know watching it but you know it's it's football at the end of the day there's a lot more serious uh, things going on in the world but the players have to bounce back they have to come back and and it's going to be a re rebuild for for the next campaign I feel. I think I, I agreed with Lennon to an extent that I think there were a few occasions where he was asked things that were maybe a little bit disrespectful. I think I think there are I'm not gonna name any names, but I think there are a few people who sometimes are chasing a headline with their question and it can yeah. it can 
it can be at the expense of showing any compassion for the for the person that you're interviewing or any kind of um, thought about how about their well being. And I actually think it got to the point where. I thought Celtic had a duty to relieve Lennon of his duties because I think it was getting to the point where it, for his own health he needed to get away from that job because every interview he was getting angry with whoever was asking questions he, um, God knows what was going on behind the scenes between him and the players uh, and I just think that there's no doubt in what he's achieved in the game as a player and the manager and that kind of thing but things sometimes naturally come to an end and I think things naturally came to an end a while ago for Lennon and Celtic and I think they've both kind of clung on and I really do think that like I say for his own health it's probably a good thing that he's that he's away yeah. for away from well, it just now well they've, they've both clung on because they have such a great relationship yeah and this is the thing so if I'm the owner and I'm going to him and I'm saying look how, how are you feeling he says well right I need to work on this this and this you know right okay we know we love you to bits that relationship is, is stronger than ever okay the results and the performance have been great but he's going to have the support of the club but then like you say I think I think Neil himself and the people close to him have said you know what this is damaging you now this is really taking an effect not only on what you are doing and what you're in front of but when you bring it home when you can walk in that door and you're supposed to leave it outside he's bringing it in and that's I think that's what has made him make this choice you know so so you know what you can't argue with what he's done for the football club and we wish him all the best but he needs to take some some time away from the game recharge and then go again when 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 that time's right yeah, I think that's fair. And what about something I wanted to ask you? Um, obviously, you're a pundit now, and how is there difficulties in when you are criticising people? And maybe like you're asked the question, I'm talking more generally beyond Len, and just in general talking about managers losing their jobs and things like that. Is that something that you try not to do, or is it something that you approach a certain way? Is, is, is there, are there difficulties in it? Especially if it's someone that you know that you're well, maybe friends with or something. Definitely, yeah. There is difficulties in it. You know, it's uh, we, we all know that the game is ruthless. We all know that it's a result business, and and the people in the hot seat know that as well. You know, it's uh, I try and be brutally honest. You know, and that's something that it is hard. I have had a lot of uh, a lot of friends in the hot seat at clubs, and then I've got to comment on them. Uh, and there's some that I agree. It's the right way to go, and there's some that I don't agree. But again, it's just my honest opinion on it, and I'll always, I'll always give them a call afterwards, even if they've, even if they have heard my interview, and 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 I have said, you know what, it's 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 gone on too long now. You know, the manager himself, if he sat in front of the group of players and he knows that that he, he can't get them singing that that tune or whatever it may be, then it's that time, and and you have that 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 kind of that that honest conversation, but. It's not something you can shy away from because it's something that happens so often in the game of football. So if a team is performing poorly or they've got a run of bad results but performing well, then you always try and look for that out. You you always try and look, you know what, the team's still performing well, he's still getting them doing what, but it's still individual errors that's costing them points. They need to address that. If they don't, then it's gonna they're putting the club in a difficult position that so you just have to be honest with it, Craig. You know, I don't I don't I wouldn't say that I shy away from it. If I'm asked the question, I'll look at it and I'll give it my honest opinion on Neil Lennon. I, I know why he stuck it out for so long. I know why the club gave him the time because of what he done, what he's done in the past, his reputation, the relationship they had. But I know 
now that he's walked away, that he's done it for the right reasons uh, and and the most important reasons, which is his his health. And looking forward, uh, do you have any idea what kind of appointment Celtic should go for? I mean, obviously they still need to appoint. People are saying that they should probably appoint their sporting director before they uh, look at their new manager. But is there any type of manager, any names? Your 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 old mate Eddie Howe, for instance. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, Eddie Howe. Uh, I thought he was a fantastic coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought he was one that really improved. He had a real uh, identity about how he wanted to play his football. I thought his, I thought his man management skills were could could be improved on. You know, because the way that we, the relationship that we had. But as a coach and a manager, I thought he was excellent. And like you say, if he had, if he had belief in you, he would put hundred percent into you. You know, so again, I think uh, it, it has to be a long term. Uh, uh, job, you know, it has to be, it has to be a long-term view. You know, Eddie Howe is he thinking is he to do what Brendan Rodgers do, has done is to come in for a year, two years, and then try and get that 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 move back down south. You know, it's it's one of them. It has to be long a longer-term contract, and that it has to be a long-term viewpoint. You know, I done my badges with John, uh, and a fantastic, fantastic guy. You know, I think he turned down the Hibs job, didn't he, before he went in uh, as Neil Lennon. So, yeah, I think he was so, mentioned for the Motherwell job. I don't know how close he was, but I think he was mentioned in, uh, for that as well. And he's well, he's highly thought of at the, uh, at the club. They do see him as a future manager there, don't they? Yeah. No, but he, he's fantastic. Like you say, I've done my, my, my B licence and my A licence uh, with John, and he's, he, is, he is a brilliant character, fantastic, fantastic uh, student of the game. Uh, and you can just see the way that he holds himself. He has that respect, you know. Uh, so, again, it's it's one of them. We'll see we'll see how it plays out out for John, but there's, there's going to be a few. There's gonna, it's a massive job. You know, but that it, it, it is a big, big job ahead as well. The, the whole rebuilding process, you know, because I think the way that Rangers are at the minute, they're they're the team to beat, aren't they? You know, they're the one that's uh, that's setting the pace at the minute, and uh, there's a bit of a gap there between Celtic and Rangers at the minute, uh, and, and it pains me to say that. Well, from a team uh, looking for a new manager to a team that should be looking for a new manager, I know you're not going to let me... We, we were arguing off air before we came on. I was talking about how um, I'm not happy with how Hearts are doing and you weren't allowing me to not be happy about how Hearts are doing. Um, I'm not calling for Robbie Nielsen to go. That was that was a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> I, I am still a bit concerned, though, because the narrative seems to be, again, at Hearts that we need another rebuild in the summer. And I'm just thinking, how many summers are we going to go into saying we need another rebuild? I would be happy, given the circumstances at the moment, with COVID and all these kind of things, the fact that we've been relegated unfairly in the first place and all that kind of stuff, or with the season being cut short, um, I'd be happy just to get up any which way and then see how we get on next season. If... I kind of saw some sort of plan being put in place or some building blocks towards us kind of becoming a more complete team. And I just don't see it. I see these kind of, I see these signings coming in that are not really cutting it. I I see us persisting with players that aren't playing well every week. I see us persisting with the same um, way of trying to play and it not working. And yeah, I I, I don't know. And and we've, we've drawn the last three games and just looked really poor and all but we're going behind in so many games we're just not dominating enough and when you're a team that's got 
we're supposed to be running away with it. And I know that that doesn't mean that you absolutely will. I still think we should be performing a bit better from week to week. Tell me I'm no, wrong, you, Chris. No, well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think you're wrong. You know, I think uh, the, 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 the only question uh, that you can throw at hearts uh, before a ball was kicked this year is promotion. They're sitting in first place. They're 12 points clear. I know uh, Wraith have got a couple of games in hand. Uh, but even if they win those couple of games in hand, they're, they're, they're still six points behind. You know, doesn't matter how they got up, they got up. They're still, you're, you're talking about the results, unbeaten in six, drawn the last three, and all of those games, do, they are dominant. You know when you said they, they, aren't do, they are dominant? Yeah, we create a they lot are. and don't score. Yeah, yeah well, but you, you said they're not dominant. So I'm just saying, yeah. They, <laughs> I'm okay, they we're are, not, we're they, not. They are dominant. We're not but skeleton what teams. <laughs> what they're guilty of is not, not not uh, convert converting the chances. Yeah, and that's so. I under, understand that you want it to be a a, a a fantastic brand of football, which, to be fair, the games that I've caught have been. I'm starting to sound you know, like a Celtic got, fan. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Well, it's, it's, you've got every right. <laughs> Play the Celtic right way because because but you what you've got to realise is that in difficult times, after getting relegated when you shouldn't have been relegated. They're sitting top of the table, 12 points clear. They're unbeaten in six. Okay, they've drawn the last three. But they if they if they got that if they got that first goal, they would have went on to, to win those games comfortably. And it's something that Robbie Nielsen's he's come out and, and, and he's actually said to the players, they have to have that ruthless killer streak about them. It can't be, you know what, we're enjoying this game of football. It's gonna happen. Be that person that makes it happen. Be that, be that ruthless. Twist the sword. You understand? It's not just nice. Oh yeah, we're playing this nice brand of football. We're on top because one one moment of quality from the other team in a game that they don't deserve. I think it was. I think the Morton game. They they scored with a first attempt on goal yeah. in the second. But that's so. What you're just saying? They're not dominant. Mate. The <laughs> well, first what? attempt on goal was in the sixty, <laughs> well, I, the sixty seventieth minute. I mate. chose my words wrong. What I, what well, I was meaning was they're not blowing teams away. We're not scoring loads of goals from week to week. Is what I mean. Yeah, and that's what that's what you can criticise about. But coming up, getting promoted, Hearts are going to get promoted. I'm not. I don't. If you there's no arguments about that. Yeah. Hearts are going through a bit of a, a a funny spell at the minute. They're still unbeaten in six. I just worry how this winning, team would do winning. in the Premiership. I just like don't think about it. Don't think about it because <laughs> I think you've got seven, seven, Sound eight like my therapist. Of, seven, <laughs> seven, eight players out of contract in the summer. You know, again, there'll be a few of them that will be getting let go. That then creates up space to bring in some quality. Robin Nelson is is, is 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 scouting network, the recruitment policy. You know what? I think there'll be some good quality coming in, but the job's not done yet. So don't don't get ahead of yourself. They'll, they'll already they'll have players that they'll they'll be very well aware of. But again, until it is automatic, until it is secured, they can't then uh, put those uh, uh, get those contracts signed. But don't 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 worry so much. You know, like you're saying, you're disappointed. Okay, they've drawn the last three. Yeah, criticise them for the chances that they're missing. But it's still a nice brand of football. It's still creative football. They are creating a lot of chances. And yeah, criticise the chances that are missed. You know, it's the hardest thing to do in football. Craig has put the ball in the back of the net. At the minute, they're, they're, they're falling short. But again, they're, uh, they're, they're coming back in games. They're conceding the first goal and they're showing the character and the quality to come back and not lose games. 
Do not lose football matches. Keep putting points on the board. And that's exactly what Hearts are doing. So uh, I just feel, let's not think about, oh, what will this team be like in the Premiership? Because it's you're not in the Premiership, mate. You're in the Championship at the minute. But you're cheers, sitting, cheers for rubbing it no you're sitting in the number one spot you you will be playing premiership football next year there will be a lot of players going out a lot of players coming in hopefully the fans are back and again that then gives hearts more firepower because it's a massive club mate massive club yeah, and you know I'm a warrior. I need more Chris Willemo. Uh, sorry, I've got your name wrong again. I, I need. I'm just going to say Chris. I need more Chris in my life. I need more positivity. I think uh, you can. You can come back. Uh, yeah. So I think we should just leave it there. I think we've gone over time. I think you've put me in my place. I need to go away and think about uh, the way I think about my own football team. I think. Absolute pleasure as always, mate. And thanks everyone for listening. Be sure to check out all the other content we have going up, including on our Patreon. And we'll see you again next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.